Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Well, hello, everyone. It is good to be back. It is Father Anthony Tinker here with Father Peter Teresa McConnell. Hello, hello, everybody. Good and to be with you all. Another special guest we have with us. We are very excited to have yes, yes. Very um, excited Monica Domingo. Hello, Monica. Welcome, Good Monica. Morning. Hello. Uh, Monica is an elder here at St. John's, and she grew up here in District 6 of the Gila River Indian Reservation here in this village of Komat. Um, and we are excited because we're going to do a little series in which we talk to Native Americans about their Catholicism and just hear a little bit the history of um, the Catholic Church here, history of St. John's in particular um, mm-hmm. with Monica, and then a little history of her life and her growing up and the reservation, her Catholic faith and how that's been an influence in her life. Um, and so... Uh, we just want to get the ball rolling real quick. Monica, if you just tell us a little bit about your childhood and your growing up. Well, I was born here. I wasn't born in no hospital, that's for sure. <laughs> I was born in March, and that was the time of the cultivation for our, the, our farms. Mm. So I was born in the fields. Really? So, yes. Wow. <clears throat> I was so proud of that because I loved that connection. Right. And, yeah. um so we would stay there during the summer and then uh, move back over here uh, where uh, Chris lives across there. My whole family lives in that area. So we'd come during the winter for school and stuff like that. And, and then... Uh, and where are the fields? You said you were born in the fields. Where are the uh, fields? They're south of, um, you know, where Elaine lives. Okay. Back there. So still in the same village, but just right. over in that. Oh, you, yes. you would stay over in the fields when you were cultivating? Yes. We have two little houses there that we would stay there, and mm, my okay. father would do the farming. And my brother was just a little boy then. Hmm. But growing up, he was born after I was. There. But anyway, that's where we grew can, up. Can we ask what year you were born? 1940. 1940, Beautiful. okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And what was it like? What was the reservation like back then? It was quiet. Um, I'm... During that time, we, um, I think uh, more people got involved together, okay. especially at that time, the farming uh, mm. season, and uh, all the people that farmed near there would come and help each other, you know, with uh, 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 doing the wheat, picking the corn, you're roasting the corn. And okay. um, to us, it was a lot of fun because the kids would come over. Okay. Yeah. And we'd all play around and stuff like that. Yeah. It was it was it was a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of unity with our people. Mm. Okay. And uh, it seemed like they were always laughing and talking and you know that was just our nature I guess, you know, that everywhere you go you see a bunch of natives you you hear them laughing and laughing, mm. you know. Oh that's awesome. But anyway, yes, um and then when um we finished with the fields, which will be in uh, September, October, when they start um, bagging their wheat and, you know, all the crops that they will grow, sugar cane, uh, watermelon, they would share that too as well, you know. So so we um, we would help, you know, probably playing around. My mother did her own farming with her squash and tomatoes and um, beans and um, chili that type of watermelon, you know, so we worked with her a lot. My brother worked with my father. 
Yeah, so, and of course, school time came. I went to school there, St. John's. Okay, can you tell us a little bit about the history of St. John's, at least what you know? As far as I know, and I think when I first came to school, it was 1945. I was five wow. years old yeah. in okay. kindergarten. We, we had a lot of connection with the nuns mm -hmm. and the priests. So um, we knew them, they knew us, and uh, the thing was that we didn't speak English that, you know, fluently, but certain certain things that we would, they would ask us, you know, then they'll tell us what it means. Of course, our parents said, my mother spoke, uh, uh, she, uh, she was from Mexico, one of the Indians from Mexico, but she, um, she was a young girl when she came, so she kind of our language kind of mixed up with Pima and then Hispanic and <laughs> and then the nuns come in teaching us, you know. But they were very good to us. Mm. I, w I would say that I've never had any bad experiences with any of the nuns that worked with us. Wow. And um, we came to school. We liked school, again, because of children binding together and the priests. Um, uh, were very part of us as well, you know. And uh, the priests were, we had one priest that was always, uh, I think I told you, that always uh, threw us in his uh, Jeep and would go down the mountains and give us a death rest. <laughs> 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 and we thought it was fun. And uh, he made sure we were all safe. And so I have a picture of all the kids that uh, would go, you know, we were just kids. And one of them was coin, and she was in the picture as well. So that was what we did. You know, that was our unity with the priests and uh, mm. the nuns. And when we went to church, we sat with our teachers, the, the nuns. We all go and we sit with her. And she was the one that would instruct us to kneel, do this, bow mm. And so I was telling <clears throat> Chicken run, I think that you know. I remember when we used to, when we do the have mercy on me, you know, and, the, and um, we had to bow, we had to bow down, and okay. I'm so used to doing it, you know. I keep doing it, <laughs> and so those benches you see out there, and you know, they've been in the church for a long time. Everybody would be bowing and then hitting their heads <laughs> and the, <laughs> just say dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and, but they were high for us. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but so and you, did you do mass every single day? No, we had uh, we had Sunday mass, and then uh, we would have on Fridays we would have a holy hour. Okay. Saturdays we would have confessions, and uh, but later on in years when the the boarding students would come, then we would have mass like probably all every day. And so early in the morning before they, we had to get up around six. I didn't board here until about my ninth grade. Okay. Okay. Um, and when did that start? Was there the boarding school going on the whole time you were here? No. Okay, so. They all went home on, on the summertime. Okay. Because that's when the, the, the priests would also go on their retreat or mm, sabbatical yeah. uh, back to Santa Barbara. Okay. But there would always be two that would be here. Oh, yeah, two, maybe more, I don't remember. But they would always have Mass every Sunday. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the nuns would do the same. They'd go to um, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. 
And, um, but um, they'll come back about maybe September, August or September, and they'll start uh, um, getting ready for the students to come. And they would come probably before September. I don't know just exactly where. And they would come, and um, I used to feel so bad for them because some are really 10 years old, mm. you know, and they would be crying for their mom. And we, as the village people, would come and greet them because we wanted to see who they are and who new friends, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and we'd meet all of them. We'd meet all of them, not all at the same time, but we got to know them and mm-hmm. play with them, talk to them, and and uh, from all tribes, Apache, Yuma, um, Navajo, uh, Hopi, few few Navajos and a few Hopis, and Oklahoma, from Oklahoma. Um, wow. Can't remember the tribe, Utah and California mainly. Okay. So we see all these kids coming. Yeah. You know, coming to school. Wow. That's a that's a lot of tribes. How many kids? Were at that at St. John's School at that time? The majority of the people that lived here, okay. you know, but I can't remember their count. Yeah. Urban is one, you know. Ask <laughs> Urban, okay. Yeah. Urban and uh, yeah. myself that's still alive. And, um, of course, I mentioned Corny. So there was quite yeah. a few of us that were here. Mm-hmm. And um, they, um, they all came to school there. And... Uh, so growing up here like that, you know, it was uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and um, then it became. Uh, I went to board here at school. So and mother, what led to that decision? The boarding. Yeah. Was it that was, hard? Or the reason why I wanted to board here is because I was with the drum beagle corps. Oh, okay. And so every time we would go, I didn't have to get up so early and walk over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wanted to stay here, so Father Walter let me mm-hmm. come and stay here. I always remember Father Walter, too, and Father Edward and Father Rupert. We had horses, and um, my father had a bunch of horses, so they went to ride horses. And um, so he got them one, and he, Father Walter got on one. He was he was very young, like you guys, you know. And uh, he got on one, and my father, he'd be careful on that careful don't be afraid don't be afraid i'm not afraid i'm not afraid <laughs> before you knew the horse that bucking he what? fell over <laughs> oh, wow. and we all ran to him i'm okay i'm okay yeah. uh, so so those are other times to remember uh, and then father van adventure during the summer he would he would go walk into all the houses in the village and uh, we we have to. The thing is, we have to eat before, before uh, a certain hour because every evening during the summer we would get the the sandstorm. Okay, yeah. It would just come, and so everybody has to eat, and uh, and uh, so we won't get sand in our food or something. <laughs> but finally, Ben eventually would be coming, drifting around, you know. And when it's time for us to eat, he comes right on time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good Franciscan. Yeah. He would sit down and say, oh, me time. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> he said, eat with us. And and uh, then he'd go home. And the sandstorm would come. Hmm. And uh, so we we just get out of the sand because it's a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. We can't even see. 
anybody who walked yeah. a distance from them. So that was part of, I think I've sort of mixed my life with the fields and with up here. Yeah. And um, the school time is when uh, we come up this way. And um, <clears throat> the summertime, we'd be there. And uh, so, and that's when the priests also come back uh, and the nuns. Well, like I said, they're already here in August or around there sometime. So we know school's going to begin. And uh, so we get ready for that. And uh, we had a nun that, uh, her name was Sister Antonine. She was our school nurse. And uh, so she used to, I guess, ask donations for school clothing. So we'd all be in that little room. They used to have a place where the bathroom is at now. And we called that the curio room because when the students came, they would make jewelry and moccasins, all kinds mm. of stuff that sell it for wow. fundraising. So that's not done. But before we start school, she would ask for donations. So we all head on over there and pick clothing for ourselves, all the kids, you know. So that was <laughs> that was exciting too because you get new clothes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> but then school begins. And... Um, we get our teachers. Sister Mary Marie was our teacher, and she was very sweet, and uh, mm. she worked with us. And what she used to do is, before, well, they would be here during the time when the snakes are still out. We go looking for dead snakes. <laughs> we were looking for snakes so she could kill them, and then she would even cook them and not eat them, but she would get the bones. Wow. She would take the bones out and make a necklace. Wow. She, she sold that too. Yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> what a sister. Yeah. She was just, we wouldn't touch the bones. I said, no, I don't want to touch <laughs> <laughs> So, <clears throat> but, so they were beautiful necklaces with little, mm. uh, the bones and in between the beads and uh, a design that kids would make. So we helped her do that. And, um, Sister was always there uh, treating us for certain things. And like, we, all our kids, all the kids my age would have empathetic. I'm not saying all of them developed empathetic because we played in the dirt. And during the summer, and I guess, you know, we get so she would always nurse us on that. And right behind it, where I live now, um, we had um, back there was that bakery house that used to be there. Uh, that was when they would bake breads for all the students. But not at the time that I was growing up because we had the kitchen then. And so right behind my house, we had, um, uh, it's like a lake. So every time it rains, they were like, so all the, all the other kids would be swimming, <laughs> rolling around the mud yeah. and everything like that. Oh, my mother would be so mad. And we were talking about that, me and Corny. And I said, do you remember? I said, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and that's why we were always so muddy. You know, we can't even get <laughs> no running water at home. You know, we had to haul our own water. So my mother used to say, okay, you're going to go and haul your own water. to Give yourself a bath and then get your clothes in the water. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But so that was a kind of, a, she did this, they did the same thing for us too, you know. But anyway, we would do that. And um it was part of our time. Plus, going to the river during the summer mm. every day, 
every day. Me and uh, Sissy, we, she, her father farmed on north, uh, south of us, and we farmed this, and we had running water and into other ditches. And so we swam there. But when we'd come up this way, all the kids that didn't have farms there, they would walk to the river, so we'd come and join them and walk over there. Mm-hmm. And um, You used to sleep outside, right? Oh, yeah. Make little vatos mm-hmm. next uh-huh. to the river and just sleep out there? We just slept outside, you know. And um, our favorite pastime during that time was sleeping outside and the clouds, you know, together would make mm. figures out of it. Yeah. And, and uh, I said, there's the dog I lost and I died this and I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was our TV. Yeah, yeah, no electricity. So no electricity, no running water. No running water. What was it like? I mean, I think maybe some people might have a hard time trying to imagine living in Phoenix without air conditioning. So how did, what was that like for you guys in the hot summers? And it must have been hot. You know, <clears throat> I don't think we really felt the heat. Because to me, I think now I can't stand the heat. <laughs> and I, I think it's because, uh, you know, the buildings, the pavements and the motor vehicles, yeah. you know, they throw out all the fumes. And, yeah. and I think that's why it's not as clear as it used to be. Mm. And I was, we were saying that said maybe it's because we didn't have no cars going through here. Mm-hmm. And, um, it didn't matter to us. You know, we just slept and it was nice and cool. I mean, not cool, but, you know, it's, you know, it wasn't as bad. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, <clears throat> it was, it was, I guess it was a lot of work. I know one man was saying, you know, we should go back to the old days, you know. And I told him, I said, uh, I raised my hand. I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the new ways are okay. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable. I can touch a bun and warm my food up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, <clears throat> I said, you didn't live in the time that we had to chop wood, we had to haul mm. wood, we had to wash our clothes with the washboard, you know. And uh, so those are the hard times, you know, we mm-hmm. have to do, you know, especially during the winter. Oh my God, yeah. But I never really had to chop wood. My sister was sort of into that. And she would, my father would make us chop wood, you know, he would have my brother teach him how to do it. And uh, my, I had two cousins and um, they did the wood, you know, wood chopping for us and, and they bring it in. And unfortunately, you know, the way they went into the Korean War, I think it was, they mm-hmm. were, they, when they all three, no, those are my, my uncles, my, my uncles and my cousin <clears throat> went after that. <clears throat> so <clears throat> they they helped a lot. My mother is my father. We had um, being that my mother's uh, family uh, are from um, Mexico, and so when they came, she married my father. <clears throat> my grandmother brought my mother over. I think I need some water. <laughs> sure, yeah, get some water. <clears throat> she brought him. Um, my father, um, uh, well, my grandmother and my grandfather, <clears throat> they, uh, my my grandfather left my grandmother, hmm. you know, so they were separated. Okay. So uh, I guess, you know, uh, my grandfather 
moved to Salt River and found another woman, you know. So, um, my my mother, mother, my grandmother, was just stayed here with us, you okay. know. And um, at that time, she wasn't uh, she wasn't with anybody. But when uh, my uncle also came from there, and some other cousins came from Mexico. They built a house up there where Chris lives now. Okay. On the other side, <clears throat> and they built a house, and it was all for us, you know, from the west. That my grandfather left us here, with my grandmother, and so um, I, I never knew. Oh, yeah, they went to school together, so that's how my mother and my father met, and also my grandmother and. My grandfather, my father's father, they met. They ended up getting married. So actually, um, my father and my mother were just uh, stepbrother and sister. Because my father, my grandfather and my father's father, his mother died at birth. And so my grandma raised him. Mm. And so he was just alone, I guess. So then my grandmother and they met. So anyway, they built a house. They used to call that the Papco Hill. Okay. Because we were, they were all papkos there. And so they ended up where <clears throat> my mother, if, uh, when my mother, my grandmother and my grandfather got married. And so my father brought my father with them because he was just a young kid. And so they were just going to school here. But then again, you know, they lived in the same household. My my mother's I couldn't stand that guy. <laughs> 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 he was a brat. <laughs> Where'd you marry him? <laughs> and <clears throat> so anyway, uh, that was the way they had got married. I mean, you know, later on in years, and right. she used to say how many girlfriends he had because she used to deliver notes to the girls that he had. You know, I said, and you still married him. Well, after the girls didn't want him, I felt sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I w- I'd like to hear about the St. John Bazaar, if you don't mind, the, mm. the famous bazaar that was had uh, here, which uh, people in all over Phoenix know. I actually was talking yep. to someone um, <clears throat> yesterday, uh, two days ago, <clears throat> and hit one of his first memories is of his parents bringing him down to the bazaar here mm-hmm. when he was a kid. It was a big event for all of us, you know, even my my mother and my father had always worked for the church and stuff, and uh, <clears throat> we'd all get ready. Of course, we were kids then, but growing up, we had to work. We had to help with uh, setting up the booths, uh, cleaning up, and washing the pots and pans, because and, they had the best barbecue, you know, I guess, you know, because that was the main wow. attraction that they would come okay. to eat, yeah. So all the women have been in the kitchen uh, doing uh, um, cooking and everything. And um, we as students, you know, we had, uh, we would help in the booths, you know, selling things and stuff like that. Or even the rice. Even It was almost like a fair. Mm-hmm. You know, a fair time. So uh, <clears throat> there would be cars. They know that there's a uh, uh, Greyhound uh Buses that would come from Phoenix, pick up people at St. Mary's, pick them up, they park their cars, and they come this way. Wow. wow. So we had a, a club, a motorcycle club, that used to come and direct the traffic. So all this 
all of this will be filled with cars. Wow. You know, and then all the growing up, I was this the the little booth and the rice will be on that side, and all the cars parked around. It was just so big, you know. You see all kinds of people coming, you know. And so we had good entertainment for them with Indian dancing and a lot of. Uh, uh, we didn't have to do a big core perform at the time when I was growing up, but later on, I think we did. Yeah, so we had a lot of good entertainment going for them. So, but yeah, it was really a big event. Just and Wayne Newton would come down in a helicopter, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wayne Newton did come and perform for us. <clears throat> he had, um, we had a building back here, and so he, him and his little crew used to come and perform. Do, and so all the girls were liking him, you know. <laughs> he's singing, you know. Not in his manly voice, but <laughs> his youth voice. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, he'd come. The last time he came, yeah, he did come. And then he went to the church. And there was so much, you know, going on, you know, so. But he was one of the stars. And, of course, uh, I wasn't here at the time when they made the movie. Oh, the Billy Jack? The Billy Jack. He was here. Wow. Yeah. And they had a, <clears throat> a little movie. I, I don't know whatever happened to that. I don't see it anymore. It's called Where the Grass Grows Thin. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they had picture of, uh, I had a picture of, I think, I don't know if Debbie gave you one with the hoop dancer. And a priest, did you see that? Or I've not seen that. Yeah, yet. no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, really? She has one she was going to give to you guys, but I guess she forgot. But there was Father Edward and Robert Watchman. He just does the hoop dancing. And uh, <clears throat> he was the star that ran away from the reservation to go to school. I, I couldn't remember the, what the whole story was about, but he, uh, they had the whole, whole, uh, village involved you know so this old guy was running around you know so he he was going to go somewhere where stole the tractor and he was driving the tractor and he went and ran into the church right there. <laughs> 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 he actually did it you know <laughs> it wasn't part of the acting but so everybody ran to him to make sure he was okay it was all right but <clears throat> so that was a movie that was you know, very, very short. and But I couldn't remember exactly how it was, but we were in the great school there. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much. Um, we're going to mm-hmm. pick up. I'm just going to pause right now because we have half-hour episodes. I'm going to finish this episode and we'll mm-hmm. pick back up uh, for next week's episode with um, where we kind of where we go from here as far as you, you grew up, there's the school going on, there's a vibrant community, and then everything kind of changed where the, the running water does come, electricity does come. But and the school closes down, and the way the life shifts from this life that you had before, where you're out and kind of playing in the fields and you're meeting new people and in that way of life, and then kind of how the way of life has shifted. And I want to talk about how the way of life had shifted through those times, and then your faith through all of it, and what what uh, your your Catholic faith has meant through all those things. Um, but before we we close for today with a, a final blessing, we do have um, a final question that we like to ask, just to get to know um, you a little bit better. Our audience get to know you a little bit better. And so, um, unless Father Peter Teresa has something on the top of his brain, um, what I would like to hear about and like to know is. Um, what 
was the like hardest thing to do as far as, I mean, so you had to cook with the fire, right? To make your own fire, you had to go get the water, right? There's no water and water, no electricity. There's no mm-hmm. air conditioning, et cetera. What of those was the thing that you like really tried to mom's like, go get water. Mom's like, go get fire. What was the thing you're like, uh, that was the hardest. Your one. least favorite your least chore. least favorite chore activity growing up. Growing up. The least favorite. Oh my gosh. It just seems to be a job that we had to do. So it was after it's more <laughs> Don't or even less think like about it. I gotta do it, you know. Right but on. I I um my sister was always very ambitious and she always wants to do things. I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I was kinda lazy, I think. <laughs> and my brother, um he uh he did a lot of work being a, a child, you know. So, but uh, the most thing I, I like doing is uh, I like uh, being here. I mean, at school. Um, so you didn't have to do the chores at all. I, I, I ran away from the chores. <laughs> exactly. But it was still waiting for me when I got home. <laughs> I think it was just with me, it was the joy of having the kids, so many kids, you yeah, know, from yeah. other <clears throat> nations. And, um, I think it's getting to know them, yeah. and I didn't know they spoke different lang- languages, and um, there was the hardest time for I think will, will be for me, you know. But mm, yeah. uh, because we didn't speak that much English, we did speak enough to get by. Right, right. Just trying to communicate. But I was always talking in Indian. I think I told you that, and I would always get punished. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would. Only thing that I learned out of this, say my Hail Marys and my Our Father, because mm. that was my. <laughs> that was your punishment. <laughs> you, you learned you your memorized. prayers. Yeah. That's wonderful. And so she read a note to my mother and tell me that I was kept after school because I was talking my language. So she told me, do you know why they don't want you to talk? I don't know. So... She told me because there's so many kids that speak different languages there. I said, if you heard one of those speaking in their language, how would you feel? I don't know. You feel that they're talking about you. Mm. I guess. So uh, that's not what you want to feel. You know, have the other students listen to you talking in Indian and then they're going to feel bad. She's talking about me. So, okay. So I looked at it different, so I quit (laughs) quit doing it. Very wise. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we're going to take a pause and then be with us next week, come back next week, and hear about the shift from this simple, uh, beautiful village of the 1940s with this beautiful school and how tragedy strikes and and the village closes, but then how the development and where where things are now compared to then. Uh, And we ask the blessing of Almighty God to be upon all of you, especially all those who are most in of our prayers as we bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.